1: Hey everybody, it's Kirk Henderson coming to you again with another episode of Mavs Moneyball After Dark. Um, by myself tonight, it's probably 3-4 hours after the Mavericks' uh, really rather ridiculous and humiliating loss to the Toronto Raptors on the road. Uh, if for anybody who missed the game entirely, Dallas played on the road against the Raptors, I don't know, about an hour before the the Dallas Cowboys-Philadelphia Eagles game. And, you know, they, they started off pretty ugly. They got up by 30 and then collapsed in a way that's really hard to contextualize unless you actually watch the game. Um, you know, the other night Jordan and I talked after the Sixers win and we didn't really have anything, you know, bad to say. Uh, This is kind of one of those games where I don't really have anything good to say. Uh, that's one of the most humiliating and frustrating losses I've ever really had to watch, let alone recap. I had written, I don't know, 95% of my recap. And, you know, the Mavericks uh, started off the fourth quarter up 23. The uh, the Raptors had already started to make their run because the Mavericks were up by 30 at one point. The lead was... was done by the five minute mark in the fourth and by that point the mavericks were so tight and so discombobulated they really didn't know what to do um for for those who did watch the game i'm really kind of talking to you guys it's been a few hours and you know i understand in the big picture of the nba one loss is not really a big deal the rational side of my brain understands that the mavericks are 20 and 10 they have a really great road record, and they're in a fantastic position long-term. Uh, understanding that, you know, where we are with, in, in terms of what our predictions were versus what we were hoping, the Mavericks are really playing better than any any of us could have hoped for. So if, if you hear anybody say anything to the contrary, big picture, they're wrong, and there's really no way, uh, there's really no way around that. In terms of that specific game, that game was ridiculous. Uh, the, the Raptors hit something like eight straight threes, and the Mavericks went unbelievably cold. There's no one person who is responsible for that loss. Uh, Rick Carlisle bears the brunt of the responsibility, and watching and listening to some of the post game stuff, he took responsibility for it, which is good. Because the fact that the Mavericks played that passively and that scared in the fourth is something that they should... You know, film session the next several days is going to be pretty frustrating for the Mavericks. Um, There's so many guys who really just didn't seem to know what they were doing. Jalen Brunson, who I believe was named, like, college basketball player of the decade recently looked like he had never seen a trap before anyone that's actually played basketball beyond the middle school level knows if you wait for a trap you're done and that's what happened when they started the fourth so he was cooked uh the other ball handlers beyond him didn't look like they wanted to touch it seth curry had a hot but you know basically treated it like a hot potato uh tim hardaway jr has a a loose handle it's a, a kind way to put it and you know I, i'm rather shocked that carl didn't go to Berea and the Mavericks played not to lose in the fourth. When you're up that much, I understand that there's a lot there's a, a tendency to want to let off the gas, but the Mavericks stopped driving the car entirely. And it's the, this is a bad loss. There's there's not really much more to say about that. I I <sighs> I don't understand what's happening with them in crunch time. They haven't played a lot of crunch time games, but if you examine what happens to them in tight games, they really really clam up. Now, the obvious answer to that question is, well, Luka Doncic isn't playing, so this isn't really, you know, there's not really much to say here. You're right, you're right, but I part of why I'm so frustrated about this game is I really really believe in these guys. I do. I don't want to see any trades. I spent part of my day you know, basically asking the question of people who want, you know, to, to go trade for Andre Drummond and whatnot, asking the question of, do you understand why the Mavericks are winning? And if you assume that the Mavericks are winning and that they could use a center, you're not watching the games. You don't know what you're talking about. That said, when they go into that game and then everybody clams up, which is essentially what happened because those guys all shied away from the moment. That's why they lost. Um, it's really frustrating to watch that kind of loss in a game that, that really would have capped off an excellent three and two stretch without Luca. There are discussions of him coming back after Christmas, which I bet he will on like a really tight minutes restriction. But you know the Mavericks had a golden opportunity, and now they have three days to basically stew with an ugly loss. Um, you know, there's a lot that happened down the stretch. I really enjoyed uh, Chris Epps' for Zynga's play. Uh, they isolated him a few too many times, but he, you know, he, he scored on a free throws following a really a, a sloppy inbound pass from uh, Jalen Brunson, which would have you know had Brunson actually put the ball in the money, uh, Porzingis would have dunked it, and then the uh, the Mavericks probably you know might have won that game. But in the last actual offensive play from the Raptors, Tim Holloway Jr. If you watch the play. Uh, Tim Hardaway Jr. has an opportunity to to pick up Kyle Lowry and just lets him go to the hole. Um, after the game, Hardaway gives some, you know, kind of you know your typical rah-rah to the media stuff. I don't really expect defense from Tim Hardaway, but I expect him to not suck. And he didn't even try on multiple possessions. And, you know, he's a big reason why they lost that game as well. Um, the last thing I really want to touch on before we get out of here is is kind of the defensive scheme. Kyle Lowry should never score the 20 points in a quarter. This is the third time that I can think of this season that a guard who is shorter than me, I'm 6'2", Kyle Lowry and Kimball Walker are both shorter than me. I've seen them in person. That guards, you know, a six-footer under are basically torching the Mavericks because the Mavericks play this kind of I just don't like it. It's a conservative scheme. It's 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 designed to get bad. It's designed to funnel guys into bad shots. But there are a few guards like Walker or like uh, Lowry who are able to connect from the outside. Lowry shot 70% in the fourth quarter. They did not double him. They sort of started going over screens late. But the fact that the that the scheme and the decision making by the team was so passive, they essentially allowed a 6-foot tall guy to impose their will on the game and that's pretty embarrassing. The Mavericks have to recognize who they are playing against. These sorts of things are are staring them in the face it's you know it's in the data it's also in the scouting report and for some reason they still go under on screens with guards who can pull up from distance it's a bad scheme and it's something they need to figure out when they're playing against guys who can take advantage of it there you know again I the more I talk about it, the more fired up I get. You know, this is a short podcast because I'm kind of by myself. I'd really wanted to talk about how impressed I was, but with Dwight Powell's play, because you know what, he he did a good job. I wanted to talk about how I think Dorian Finney-Smith, you know, is is kind of expanding his game here and there. Uh, but then in the fourth quarter, he he threw a pass to to uh, uh, the accountant's you know ankles uh, just because he he's a little sloppy with the ball. These guys aren't good enough to be this careless and the mavericks are going to make the playoffs this is not a matter of anything like that they simply have to be better uh we have a three-day break there's the the christmas holiday coming up and the mavericks resume on thursday against san antonio i bet they will come out firing and i bet they will come out ready to play because this is an awful loss to leave this kind uh to take to leave a really nasty taste in your mouth before holidays um you know josh and i might be on the next couple of days we'll try to get you something over the break you know just because i know uh if you're like me i kind of struggle for stuff to listen to sometimes even though there's a lot of content out there as always this has been kirk henderson with mavs and Moneyball after dark thank you for your time like share subscribe and everybody have a good week